0: We've built a tool that is a multifaceted data capturing tool with full and from all the different stakeholders involved in the sporting community. And then we've channeled that information in such a way to allow, for example, the video, the live stream to go to the fans for fan engagement. The video afterwards for the coaches that allow them to do the clipping and the tagging on the video analysis and so forth. So it's a multifaceted integrated tool with multi multiple data capturing points. This is the Sports Tech All-Stars podcast, showcasing outstanding startups and initiatives in the global sports tech ecosystem. From Sports Tech X, the leading source for data and insights about sports tech. Here is your host, Roan Malhotra.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Tech All-Stars podcast. We are well into our startup series. That's how we're kicking off this new year. I'm looking at a beautiful white uh, snowy Berlin. I uh, had a very nice run this morning, soft pillowy snow and all that, none of the, which I'm used to in India. This time last year, I was on a beach and I have to say, I prefer that, but the snow is lovely. So I'm, I'm getting very much used to the European winter. I hope you are enjoying your winter or summer, depending on where, which part of the world you're in. And I believe I'm speaking to somebody where it will be summer, uh, if, I, if I understand my seasons correctly, like I said, we're speaking to another startup that was featured in our last Sports tech VC report. I have with me Philip Stein, who is the CEO and co-founder of Sports Central, uh, who's dialing in from Perth. Are you not, Philip?
0: That's correct. Thanks, Ron. Thanks for having me on the, on the show. I must say I went for a ride this morning and it was a nice 35 degrees today. So we had to get it in nice and early to avoid the um, significant heat.
1: There you go. I, I I got my run in this morning in like minus five and but it was just lovely pillowy snow. I actually, the first time in my life, Philip, and I'm admitting this on on air and stuff, well, I'm not live, but I, I made a snow angel. I took the time. Oh, I just wow. dropped back in, I dropped back in the snow and I made a little snow angel. I took a picture and sent it to my uh, my daughter. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Living living in the moment.
1: Why not? It's good too, right? All right, Philip. Nobody wants to know about my snow angels. I think they want to know more about you. So let's start with that. Um, first, we just before we got on or before we started the recording, I did mention that I heard a hint of a South African accent. It's probably more than a hint, so I know you're living in Australia, um, but originally from South Africa. So walk us through your journey of uh, how you became a startup founder, how you've been living in Australia, and I guess what uh, led you to founding Sports Central.
0: Yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks for the question. So, yeah, I've been living in Perth in Australia for the last 13 years or so. I grew up in the heart of South Africa in the Free State in a small town um, called Bloemfontein. I've been playing sports my whole life, mainly focused on rugby union later on in in my career. And I was fortunate enough to play professional rugby union for the Cheetahs in in South Africa. I... uh, Always knew that I needed to focus on, on, on making sure that I've got a career outside of sport as well to make sure that I prepared myself. And unfortunately, my, my, my sporting career got cut short due to injuries um, pretty early on. And then I had to rely on, on my, my, my uh, educational career and then moved to Australia, as I said, about 13 years ago. And I've been working mainly in the finance industry ever since in Perth. The um, Sports Central. Uh, so, to, with, with that context, I'm by no means a, an entrepreneur. Um, I've been very much in the accounting and, and finance space, a so very black and white mindset, and um, and and an educational background. The, the the Sports Central journey started about six years ago when someone approached me for a fan engagement idea that, that this person had at the time, and. I did a lot of market research at the time to really understand the, the market at, at that point in time as to what was available, especially in the fan engagement space. And what I sort of came up with as a result of all the research was that there was this massive gap in the community and grassroots space. And I pursued that a little bit further in, in, in trying to understand what the problems were that they were facing at the time. And because I'm a big picture thinker, I also was sort of thinking, well, there's all these different stakeholders in a sporting community. And, and I was thinking, well, in some way or another, they're all connected, whether it was through through communications, one, one person to another in a different capacity, or whether it was through sending data or, or video or requests. And when we, we sort of mapped out this whole idea about what the potential of Sports Central could be, we sat down and I said, well, what if we could connect all of the different stakeholders within the sporting community in such a way that they, they can be seamless information capturing and sharing amongst them all in a way that they all get value. And, and value means different things to, to different people. Uh, for, for a coach that coaches a, a professional team, it means specific or very detailed stats. For a parent, uh, value is just being informed um, as and when they, they need information, being being kept up to date. So we, we, we spoke to we, – we spent a lot of time speaking to a lot of these different stakeholders in these different capacities to really understand what, what their problems were in, in that space. And, and we came up with with Sport Central, which stands for sport, so all your sport, which is central, and it was, but, but just a cute word. We were playing with a word um, – with, with, with a name rather, trying to be cute just to make sure we, we, we capture, capture it all. So in essence, we were trying to come up with a solution – that was bringing everyone in the sporting community together and allow them to actually retrieve value out of this product in, in a seamless and integrated way.
1: And that's where it all started. And let's come to the, come to the app straight away. Um, I, one of the things that I loved about your website was just the simplicity of the first line. Like when you go to, so it's spelled sports central, like A W L, but pronounced sports central as Philip said. Um, so if you go to sports central, yeah a um the the line is we built an app to help people in sport become better at what they do boom yeah as, as as simple as that which the the tagline is capture relevant data to you and take control of your own performance um so now walk me through very quickly what exactly does sports central do for anybody who wants to use it
0: I think the probably most relevant uh, phrase to use would be our, our, the most recent case study where we were the stats provider for a netball institution in South Africa. So the netball South Africa um, was one of our customers and they approached us to to be their stats provider for the National Netball League in, in, in essence. So in this particular case study, even though the focus was on providing real-time stats for the coaches on the bench while the games were on, because our platform is so comprehensive and brings everyone together, as we just said a few few minutes ago, in that scenario, it was kind of the first time when we, we saw at a, at a tournament at that scale, with that complexity and with that level of sc- scrutiny, how everything basically came together. So if you think about if you think about the context of an netball court, you have a statistician on the side of the field that used our platform to do the stats live on the on while the game was on. You had both coaches on the oppositions on the opposing side of the field or the court that received detailed stats in real time. So everything from goal shooting percentages of their goal shooters to bad passes to deflections to uh, penalties for for everyone on the court essentially. Um, so coaches were receiving real time stats on on their players. Fans, they were sitting in the stands, were able to access team lineups, player information through player. Uh, profiles essentially uh, the fixtures of the remainder of the tournament, past results, live ladders. Um, so it's basically this this one solution where we were able to bring everything together, as we said before. But in this particular case study, we were able to demonstrate that value that everyone was actually getting from one single tournament.
1: Got it. Is this a white label solution that you provided in this instance, or are they all using the Sports Central app?
0: So they're all using the Sports Central app. We are looking at white-labeling solutions at this stage. Um, but at the moment, it's all just under the one pan app.
1: Got it. Okay. So if I can just rephrase that and make sure I got it correctly. Um, essentially, it's one platform that – so it's capturing what's the actual event data that's happening in the game. So what's uh, what's been scored, if it's basketball or netball, how many uh, shots have been taken, hit, missed, all of that. So it's being a statistical uh, data capture point. And then beyond that, and then it's passing that data around to all the stakeholders. Is it only that event data, or are there any other data points that uh, that the app captures or the solution captures?
0: Very good question. Thanks, Ron. So we've built it in such a way to allow that to allow multiple data capturing points. And then the the sharing or the channeling of that information is where we've spent a lot of time on to make sure that one particular data entry point ends up where it's supposed to and then offers that value that I spoke to about before to the person actually receiving it. So in the context of a data capturing tool for a, a, a statistic, essentially, say, goal shooting percentage, the coach it goes to the coach to show on his or her player what, what it does in the context of a game, but then also to the fan, it updates real-time scores. It also goes to the player profile that shows them stats on their profiles, etc. So we've built the solution in such a way that we facilitate multiple data capturing points, whether you're a competition organizer, setting up the fixtures, setting up the tournament, and then communicating through the tool with your entire community attending your event, registrations, payments, date and times of when things happen, when things change that you make a change on, one, on the solution and everyone knows. Same for the data catchers on, on the stats. Same for the video as an, as an example. So we've, we've built a live streaming component into it. So the live streaming through the phone and the app would obviously then take that, the, the footage of the game, which is then streamed live to the audience or the fans following it live. But then that video is also then stay saved uh, for the coaches afterwards where we then overlay that with the st- stats or the statistics that does automatic clipping. So in a long story short, we, we, what we've done is we've said we've, we've built a tool that is a multifaceted data capturing tool with full and from all the different stakeholders involved in the sporting community. And then we've channeled that information in such a way to allow, for example, the video, the live stream to go to the fans for fan engagement. The video afterwards for the coaches that allow them to do the clipping and the tagging, on the video analysis and so forth, so it's a multi-faceted, integrated tool with multi multiple data capturing points, giving information, yeah, sounds- giving information or, or that value. Sorry, to the to all the different stakeholders involved.
1: Yeah, fair, and it sounds pretty rich. I think that's the point I was driving at, and it it sounds like it's a kind of an all-in-one solution. Or that's what it's it's trying to be, which can be great and also a big challenge because the all in ones are usually that's a lot of separate products you talk about a streaming solution you talk about a data capture solution talk about an analytic like post event analytic solution or for deeper like a lot of those can be individual like we call them features but very often features can become products on their own so one step back then and you've got this rich product built who is your ideal buyer profile is it who's the ideal customer that you're selling this product to? Is it a league or a tournament organizer, as you said? Or can an individual team pick it up themselves? Can a, a fan try to get into, uh, or a broadcaster try to get into uh, the, the broadcasting side? Is it, yeah, are they separate or is it just one piece altogether? Walk me through who the buyer of the product, client of the product is.
0: Since the very beginning, we've tried to be a product for all. So we want to serve the governing body of a particular sport in a country that can manage the entire portfolio and have visibility over all of their players, all of their coaches, all of their tournaments, everything else in, in one place. But at the same time, we also want to serve the individual player where that, that who may be all part of a team that the, where the coach may not necessarily see the benefit of such a product, but where the player individually may get benefit or, or value out of it. So what we then did was we said, well, how can we provide a solution that will provide value to every single person in the entire value chain within the sporting community in such a way that everyone gets value, so, but also in a, in, a, in a connected way? So to take, take it, talk you through an example, if, if, if my, my son plays a local basketball ball league, and his coach uses our product, because the information that's captured on him as part of the team that, the, that that person coaches is also captured on him as a player, then he receives all the information. If a league or a governing body was to host a tournament and use the tournament features of the app to sell the tournament and everything else, everything would flow through to the individual player as well. But then if you flip it around, if the individual player also wanted to capture stats on, 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 on him or herself, Without relying on the coach or the tournament or the governing body to do so, we wanted to make sure that we also offer a solution to the individual player, where they can actually extract value out of the product and capture that information that's valuable to them, in order to then help them promote themselves either as a player or to improve as um, in, in their sporting career.
1: So it's so it's it really, it's both really is a product for all, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. Okay, then I, and I guess you have different pricing plans depending on who the buyer profile is. And that's Correct. just how, yeah. how it rolls out. All right. Um, okay, so I think we've got a bit of context set on what exactly the solution is, which, like I said, already sounds very rich and you've got uh, potential for various uh, different types of uh, of customers. Um, walk me through some of the successes that you've had. In the, you mentioned the Netball Association, any other key clients, key wins yep. that you can talk us about. When use as a case study to to further talk about the product,
0: yeah. yeah. So maybe I'll start off with probably some of the challenges first, and I'll 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 give you some some context for for the success of sure. the um, having such a all in one product is difficult, and it's probably one of been one of the, my biggest challenges is trying to explain this to either a prospecting customer or <laughs> a potential um, strategic partner or whatever the case may be, because there aren't anything similar that that I'm aware of out there currently. And people struggle with this idea of, okay, so you're telling me you're getting live stream video, you're getting detailed stats, you're getting your video analysis and clipping done automatically as it happens. You get the tournament organizing tool, you get live stats for your your fans, you get all these different things. You get a communication tool, you get a planning tool, access to training information, everything else. I think it's just too much for people to comprehend because there's nothing similar out there that people can relate to. So the biggest problem or the biggest issue that I've had in the last well, over the last two or three years, since the product was fully built or partially built, but then when we started to roll out our product, was to try to get people across the idea of having such a tool at your disposal that can actually do all these things, and then trying to put it on a on, on a one pager or in a in a one or two sentence elevator pitch um, on, on on the fly is not it's not is not not as easy as it sounds. So for for me personally that's probably been one of the biggest challenges in actually getting or building such a big product. But the goal was bold since the very beginning. So we've always wanted to have this system that could cater for all because there's a lot of disparity in sports i i sum it up as 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 the haves and the have nots the haves is the say tier one professional teams uh, top leagues but you've got this massive pool of community and grassroots sports which we are sort of put in the have nots bucket that do not have access to all the professional tools that that professional teams have access to and the whole problem that we're trying to solve is is, is, is twofold one is Intermediaries are expensive, and this massive pool in the community space, especially, don't have necessarily the funds in order to 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 pay for all those all those intermediaries, um, whether they are stats providers, whether they are broadcasters, whatever they are. So they still have content to share with their stakeholders in their community, they just don't have the forms or the medium to actually do it through. And then, the secondly, is all the, the the fragmentation of all the different tools available, because there's tools. There's 10 or 20 or 100 streaming providers. There's 10 or 100 different stats providers, but there's no one tool that actually brings everything together, essentially saving a lot of time by actually putting it all together. So we really wanted to focus on the community sport and the and the masses, essentially, uh, that have nots and trying to bridge the gap between the haves and the have nots. And then to, to use that as a segue into your question of our biggest success, I think must must have been this Telco Netball League, which is the national league for Netball South Africa in, in the country where all their provincial players play. And for us to be, to be the official stats partner for, for them at such a tournament to see how all those different components of the product have come together, I think for us is pretty special.
1: That is special. And that's an achievement you should be proud of. Also, the company is pretty young, right? From what I can see. And also from the feature that you guys had in our report. Um, it was like mid of last year for Q1, Q2 of last year that you guys kind of set up?
0: That's when we officially launched. So we we it's been a four year process in the making. So the first two sure. or so years, we, we spent a lot of time in in in, in research, talking to people, but really understanding what what the problems and were, and also
1: building this beast, right? Because you've got a you've got a beast of a product. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. So it it you you took some time to get it out to market, but then at the start of last year is when you actually came out to to market. It seems or mid of last year, and you've already got a big win. Is the focus now further in the South African market or in your home base now in in Australia? Where are you looking to to expand? Like, what are the markets that you're that you're trying to go for?
0: Well, the nice thing about technology, as you would know, is that we basically play in a global on a, on a global stage. So it's as easy as flicking on a switch, and we we expand in a particular country because one of the, one of the ways that we 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 make money within our business model is the software as a service that we sell to schools, clubs, pro, uh, team coaches, etc. So we are able to actually follow where we are being pulled into in terms of direction wise. So it's our focus for, for this year in particular now is to look for strategic partners that can see the value in the product that we've built and then help us with this growth phase of ours. Um, because we've, we've spent a lot of time, and this is just me coming from a, from a finance and risk background, We've spent a lot of time trying to remove a lot of the uncertainty and risks from building a product and getting it market-tested and validated and everything else. So we spend a lot of time on getting it to the point now where we feel like we have a product that is market-ready, that has been tested, that is multifaceted, that has a fit or need in the market, that is uh, solving problems for people across the board. We, I wanted to be in this position to then go to strategic partners and say, well, we have something that's built, there's a lot of risk being taken off the table. Now we actually need people to help us move this forward and grow the product and, and make sure that we get it out to 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 people all over the world.
1: So perfect segue to my next question, which is what do you need to make that happen? Is it funding? Are you looking for clients? Are you looking for distribution partners? Are you looking to hire? Uh, w- w- what is the, let's say, top two or three things that you're looking to that will help you guys achieve those goals?
0: Yeah, so so we've been fortunate to self-fund up until this stage. So as, as, as of now, there's no significant funds required for the development of the product or the further development. A lot of the uh, uh, stuff that we're doing now is, on, is, is refining our product further and adding a few things based on customer feedback, as all good startups should do. But our main focus and, and need at this point is is to obtain strategic partners that have influence in the respective societies and sporting industries that can help us, that have a need where they can use this product or help us use this product for their benefit, as which will then benefit us as well. So, very much focused on strategic partnerships at this stage, growing our client base as well is the second priority. And then that will ultimately come with obviously forced growth, which will then uh, result in a hiring spree, etc. But our focus up until now has been very much focused on getting the product tested, getting it validated to this point now where I can be comfortable to approach potential strategic partners and all potential investors to to say, well, we've got a solid product. Um, This is what it can do. This is all the benefits. And the problems that, it, that, it, that it's solving, we now need the expertise and the influence of those people in order to fast-track our, our growth.
1: South African unicorn, you might be Philip, a startup founder who is not currently fundraising. Incredible! I didn't know these. Uh, I didn't know these exist, but uh, great to hear that you guys mm-hmm. are actually. You sound like you're in a. Set place. It's kind of like you're at the starting line of the race, and all the preparation has been done, and you're waiting for the gun to go off. In in some ways, um, and I think that that's what will help you help you get a scale. So then, let's talk about what this scale looks like. What does the next twelve to eighteen months look like? What are your key targets that you want to to achieve? Is it just more markets, more customers, more partners? Is there something else along in the product roadmap that you want to talk about? Walk us through what, the, like I said, the next 12, 18 months look like for you guys. Yeah,
0: thanks. I'm going to be very specific and also vague. At, at, at the same time, I've, I've spent a lot of time in financial models. As, any good,
1: as any good risk management executive is, of course. That's, that's the nature of the beast.
0: Yeah, we you always think sort of set these these massive targets, and you sort of then you, later on you find excuses for for why you didn't actually meet them. I think for us, I, I just want to make sure that we keep it very simple and, and very basic. We've got a solid product that we actually um, have available and ready for customers to use. Our customers are getting a lot of value out of it. So I honestly just want to grow this company and and obtain new customers, and then. Will grow at the place that we think is, is 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 manageable. If we get to a stage where we it um, uh, feels like the carpet's being pulled from from underneath, and we'll get additional support in. But I'm very much a person that will risk assess and 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 make sure that we th- take things one step at a time and don't rush ahead too far. Um, and much rather build a solid base from which we can then excel opposed to rushing ahead in a specific direction and say, well, I want to chase the US market because that's the biggest at at, at this point in time. So my goal for the next 12 months, to sum it up in one word, is probably stability in our company. We were a small team and there's been a lot of instability over the last four years in order to get us to where we are now. So what I want over the next 12 months is stability in the sense of customer growth. I want to focus on customers i want to focus on making sure that we serve our customers i want to focus on making sure that we solve their problems for them so if that's our main focus i'm 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 pretty sure that we will we'll build this foundation of 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 solid customer relations solid customer um, problems that we solve that we will that will then springboard i believe us into into the future because we've seen a lot of companies and it's all over the news and it's all over all the all the bootcamps that all the startups go through it always comes back to solid foundations so the next the next year or 12 months i want to make sure that we make sure that we put our systems our internal processes our people put all those things in place get solid and 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 trustworthy partners involved to make sure that we spend time and, and, and enough time on those important things they that will that will basically set us up for the future, because the product itself will do will do what it, what 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 it was designed to do. It will sell because we believe that it's 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 a really solid product that solves a lot of problems. I want to focus on making sure that the ship that is selling the prop the the the, the product is steady. So making sure that we hire the right people, getting the right partners involved, and making sure that our pro internal processes is set up for success.
1: You could be reading from a risk management playbook, Philip. It just sounds. It, it, but actually, that's the. It, it, it's such a great point. It's, I think one of the most incredible juxtapositions of being a startup founder. I agree with the, with the core underlying idea for sure. Stability breeds success. It's something that I'm trying to actually bring into our own company, because we have this kind of very much okay, go out, you try different things, try fail, try fail, and try succeed once in a while, and then you move forward from there. But a bit of grounding and stability allow, creates a, a more conducive environment to success. Um, I, I firmly uh, agree uh, with that. But at the same time, you can't lose the dynamism because that's that's the impetus that will keep driving you forward, that desire to strive to, to, to want and achieve something new. So I have to find that balance um, for, yes. each person, yeah. in, for each person, for each company. Yeah.
0: Yep. I think if I can sum it up in one sentence, um, a phrase that I normally go by is where where focus goes, energy flows. And I think in, in, in a startup world there are so many things that require your attention and it's difficult to really decide what you need to pay attention to and what to leave altogether, whether it's spending time on emails or spending time on this or that. So what I what I mean with stability is actually making sure that I sit down and and, and really think real long and hard about what those key things are that we need to focus on. Because ultimately, if those are the things that you focus on, energy will inevitably flow. And those will be the things that you spend your time on.
1: I think I'm going to use that line, Philip. I'm pretty sure I am. Uh, where focus goes, energy flows. It could be yeah. a, a tattoo, could be a bumper sticker, could oh. be a lot of things. Well done. Oh. Um, all right, Philip, thank you so much, first of all, for taking the time to walk us through everything that Sports Central is doing. Sounds, sounds exciting. And at the same time, sounds stable. It, it, it's uh, it, it's it's a fun one. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what you guys get up to. If somebody wants to reach out to you, uh, what is the best place to do that? Is it via your email or LinkedIn?
0: Thanks, Ron. Yeah, so they can find me on LinkedIn or the company on LinkedIn, and then or via our website. There's a contact page on there which which they can reach out in, in any time. So it's www.sportcentralwl.com.
1: I did mention that we will drop uh, all those details, the website, Philip's email and his LinkedIn in the show description. Thank you again, Philip. Uh, by the way, I should have asked this at the start. You, uh, you mentioned uh, Dale stain in our pre- is there any relation to the cricketer? No, just, uh, just well, the same setup?
0: Uh, yeah, that's yeah.
1: <laughs> the same. But which brings me to my next question as a South African, and you did mention rugby. And this is uh, usually the question that I end our uh, episode on. So I'm curious which direction you will go. But I always want to know, uh, what has been your favorite sporting moment? Um, yeah, as a fan, or perhaps in your case, as an athlete?
0: I think that's pretty easy. As a South African, I grew up in in South Africa during the nineties. the uh, the ninety five World Cup final where we beat the All Blacks in um, in in the last minutes with the Joel Stransky drop goal. I think by far is the standout sporting moment for me. I think it's if we reflect on these big moments in our lives, whether it's a, a big event like nine eleven. Um, or a big sporting moment. I think we can all sort of think back and know exactly where we were on on that day, what we did, how we got there and uh, re experience those, 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 those feelings. And for me, my sporting moment has definitely been the 95 World Cup final when the Springboks beat the All Blacks.
1: Great choice. And especially when those kind of moments get captured in immortalized in movies with Morgan Freeman and Matt Damon and, and the like, then you know those are good moments. Uh, I think if for me... I I was a bit young uh, when that happened, also not really a rugby fan, so wasn't really tracking the tournament. Um, But I think when when I started really getting attracted to rugby or other sports outside of just cricket, I think that 95 World Cup really stood out as a moment where you could see sport used as a way to bring an entire country together. And it was incredible the way Mandela uh, positioned it and used it as as really powerful socio economic political capital to, to like I said bring people together and that was the first time that I was like sport can be bigger than just what's happening yeah. on yeah. the field and that realization was a big thing I, I've spoken about that in various presentations of, yeah. of examples of how sport is used so it's an incredible incredible moment and yeah. glad that's that fun. you could share it with us
0: thank you now that's massive I think people underestimate the power of sport and I think using that as an example and. And even more recently, so so the Springboks won the the twenty three <laughs> World Cup again, and if you hear their coaching team talk about the unity and and what it means to the country that have so, have so many so many problems at so many different levels, I think it's not until you hear those stories and really understand how powerful sport can be to bring people together to help them, just even if it's just for 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 a game or for a moment, forget about their their struggles and 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 the pain that they go through. I think people that are fortunate to to, to to not be faced with those circumstances on a daily basis, I think forget and when 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 these big moments actually happen we we are being reminded of of them, I think we should take note and um, and, and really really I think appreciate the, the value um, and, and 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 the strength that sport actually have or can have on people and especially bring them together and, and we've seen this multiple times over. And this is just another another very good example.
1: That it is, Philip. I think that's a great place to, to lead the episode. Thanks once again for taking the time to join us and uh, best of luck with uh, everything at Sports Central. Keep us posted.
0: Thank you, Ron. We'll do so. Thank you very much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. All
1: right, guys. That is a wrap for another episode. If you want to know more, uh, Philip already shared the details of the website. You can also see them in our latest Sports Tech VC report. If you haven't downloaded it yet, come on, guys. Get, 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 help, help us out here. Get a download. Check out, check out all the data that we have. I think it is valuable, and you will find it so. All right, if you have, then thanks, and we'll see you next week. Ciao.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sports Tech All Stars podcast with Roan Maholtra. If you like our show, let us know and leave a review. And if you want to know more about us, check out sportstechx.com where you can find our latest industry reports and updates. For a deeper dive into all things sports tech, check out our comprehensive database, SportsTechDB, at SportsTechDB.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at SportstechX on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Join us next time for another insightful conversation with a leader in sports tech.